0: How's it going everyone out there in podcast land? I guess that's a place. I'm Alex Anderson and you're listening to the Three Fever Point After Podcast, the show where we talk about all things Arklatex high school football. But I guess if you're here at this point of the year, you probably know that. My co-host as always, I'm sure you know him, it's Red River Head Coach Jeff Harper. He and the Bulldogs preparing for a uh, one of the biggest weeks of the year every year, their annual showdown with their district friends, the Manny Tigers. Coach, I know you had your last uh, day of prep today is the day we're recording this, how are things going down there in Koshatte?
1: Oh, we're getting ready. Uh, Manny comes to town; it's a whole different ball game. So, uh, spending time working on the little details and and trying to get our guys focused on the task at hand and um, preparing for uh, you know arguably one of the best teams in all classifications in the state of Louisiana. So, we're looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely. And for you guys, obviously, like many teams in our area this week, shifting that game to Thursday. So uh, when a lot of our uh, viewers will be listening to this, it'll be game day. How much does that change preparation when, you, when you, know, you go into a week, not sure what day maybe the game will be and you do elect to move it up? Obviously, it affects both teams, but how so?
1: Well, I mean, you, you, you like to keep everything the same. I mean, I'm a creature of habit and I, I want our team to stay focused on uh, the same process every week. And so Uh, When a game's scheduled for Friday, you have some weather coming in and then you turn around and you have to move it to a Thursday. You lose a day of preparation. You lose that day that you could go in and, uh, you know, get a little bit extra lift, work on some film. Uh, you, you, You miss that Monday, you know, that Monday, Tuesday. Uh, you know, walk through that you that you normally do or that Monday, Thursday walk through. Um, So, you know, it's not that big a deal. But, uh, you know, for me, I I personally don't really like a lot of change in the schedule. uh, And it's one of those things that it makes very difficult uh, for coaches. But for players, they seem to uh, adapt to it pretty easily.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, we have to adapt, obviously, from our end. It, it changes things. We're going to have a massive Thursday show planned uh, with as many games as we can get in. One game we'll see Friday does include our, our guest uh, this week, and it's a guest that, uh, first time for our show, our Griffins Player of the Week is featured. And I would tell you, Coach, you told us last week we got to get Cooper DeFatta on. Daniel and Doug Ireland say we got to make Cooper DeFatta Player of the Week. Cooper's mom reached out and said we've got to make Cooper DeFatta player of the week, so we've got to get Cooper <laughs> DeFatta on the podcast. And what do you know, the Loyola quarterback, linebacker, and I think defensive back this year is joining us now. Cooper, uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, how's everything going down there in Flyerland?
2: Of course, it, it's great, and i just got to say thank you guys for having me.
0: Of course, we are, uh, we are always thankful to, uh, to, have, to have you on. And we, we talked about you a lot in the countdown to Friday Football Fever and your story of, you know, backup quarterback. You, you wanted to get on the field, and, and, and they put you at linebacker. You lead the team in tackles. I got to ask, how is the effort to play some defense going? I know at the beginning of the year, Coach Green said that they, they maybe wouldn't like you to take as many hits on defense, but I'm sure you've strong-armed them a little bit into getting out there on the defensive side of the ball
2: just a little bit. They, um, they, they've let me play some defense, but by and large, they, they, they stuck to what they said. I, I've mostly stayed on the offensive side of the ball this year.
0: Yeah, and uh, the team's doing well with, with you calling the shots, and I know uh, you've trained with Coach Harper for years. We, we kind of had a moment a few years ago when we were all together there at Gunslinger Quarterback Academy, and Coach, um, uh, what could you tell our viewers about Cooper? I, I know he's a kid that uh, you're very fond of.
1: Yeah, Cooper's one of the uh, you know most genuine guys that you're going to meet. Um, he's got great work ethic. Uh, he's extremely coachable. Um, he has a desire to learn uh, the smallest detail and master it. Um, when Cooper started coming, I think sixth grade, uh, he's getting ready for middle school, and and, and his and his dad uh, started bringing him just so he could start. Uh, polishing up his his mechanics and his footwork and um, we just we developed a a relationship hit it off really well and uh, it has been it has been a lot of fun to uh, be there along the way in his high school journey to watch him grow as a as a uh, as a thrower of the football but a great leader great young man and an all-around really good football player uh, it's it's funny when you hear um, you know, that he is a, a quarterback that plays defense. I mean, last year, I think he carried the ball for him, played in a slot some, played safety, played middle linebacker. He's just, he's a ball player. And so um, that's the one thing I love about him. Uh, he's going to give you everything he's got and, uh, and he's going to go out and he'll play anywhere, uh, any position, and uh, he'll be one of the best guys on the field at that spot.
0: Yeah, and it's something he's proven, um, obviously, in the past couple of years. But another thing we learned about Cooper in our Player of the Week story, he's also a pretty darn good student, um, accepted to Texas A&M. He told us it was his dream school, so we'd like to congratulate you on that, Cooper. um, Our weatherman, uh, Joe Haynes, he's he's an Aggie, so he was fired up watching the story. He gave us a gig'em right after uh, we said it in the story. Talk to me about that part of your life and and, um, how how important that next step is for you.
2: So... Thank, thank you. Um, both my parents went to Texas a and so that's always been my dream school, always been where I wanted to go. But uh, when I started having to look into, oh, shoot, I actually do have to go to college, it, <laughs> I, had, I had to look, look at my past and see what do I want to do for a major. And I'd always enjoyed Legos, building things, and I was like, I want to try and go into mechanical engineering. So... That's what I applied for over this summer. That's
0: awesome. And i got to ask you, unrelated to anything that has to do with sports or anything, do you watch Lego Masters uh, since you're into Lego? Is that a show you've been watching?
2: That has not been a show that's been on my radar. I I was a huge Lego kid, but as I've gotten older, it's kind of gone into the more practical parts of engineering.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, you know, some of us... Maybe me are still uh, still in the Lego world. Though we actually, <laughs> my wife and I went to uh, the. They had, I think they had like a, I think it's called Brick Fest. They had a Lego convention in town a couple weeks ago, and uh, we went out there full Star Wars cosplay and took pictures next to the big Lego Vader. i Coach is coaches just laughing. Uh, but,
2: I, I I love that. I love Star Wars too. That that's probably my favorite movie franchise. There we go. So I, I'm right there with you. It. I had football to prepare for though. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I didn't. Uh, but we'll add that to the reasons that we like Cooper DeFat, a Star Wars fan. We love that. Um, I, I did want to ask you something that Coach and I were discussing just a minute ago uh, about the weather you guys electing to play on Friday night. What would it have to take for Coach Green to uh, to, to move a game uh, because of the weather?
2: I I think it would take a lot. Coach Green, he's very much, as Coach said, He he's very set in his ways, which are good. They're good ways. It Really, it's just who's going to go out and be the meanest. That's his philosophy. That's who's going to win the game is the team that's the meanest. And he really believes that no matter the weather, we can go out and be the meanest team on Friday night.
0: I love, I love that attitude. You guys playing North Caddo this week, so a, a big game there. And, and how, how, do you pre, how do you prepare for a game that you know the weather's going to be bad? I mean, it might be a struggle throwing the ball because of that. Does it change your preparation as a player at all?
2: You go into most weeks. You have to do everything the exact same for yourself. You, you definitely go in more with the mentality of understanding, look, we're probably going to run the ball a bit more this week, just as any team would have to when it's raining. But you really don't let the rain get in your way too much. You just have to keep chugging forward. And if we've got to throw, we've got to throw. Our receivers are really good. They'll catch the ball, and I'm going to do everything I can to keep my hands in the ball, in the ball dry. Uh, and you just go forward like that.
0: I tell you, you, you sound like a, a coach talking about the preparation there. I do a lot of coach interviews, and that's pretty uh, – I, I can see Coach Hopper smiling at that too. Uh, coach Hopper, uh, what do you got for Cooper? You got any questions for
1: him? Oh, uh, I don't really have any questions for Cooper. I mean, we, we're we buddies, and, and we, we do chat often, and we'll be, we'll be together this weekend in College Station watching the game. Uh, A&M and Ole Miss, and so his dad invited us to come with him, and, um, you know, I, I'm just proud of Coop and excited to see, um, you know, him accomplish his goals, all the things that he set out to to accomplish as a football player, getting to play quarterback, and, um, you know, leading the Flyers, and having a great year, and at the same time, um, seeing him, uh, you know, prepare himself for his future at Texas A&M, it's, it's been a fun ride.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned to me uh, off-air that, that uh, he and your son, Eli, are good buddies. And it just kind of speaks to the, the family of, of football, the, the uh, guys that we meet. And even someone like me who's not you know, in that realm, I feel like I've built strong friendships with a lot of you guys. And it, and it really is important. Um, speaking on that, we did have a moment that we recall back from 2020. Uh, coach invited me to come out to the Gunslinger Quarterback Academy to do some media lessons, and um, Cooper's parents actually reminded me of this. Uh, Cooper was in ninth grade. Uh, we did some mock interviews, and um, I tried to set up some scenarios that would maybe be uncomfortable for a player. I was asking things like, you know, oh, your receivers really really dropped the ball there a couple times and just to see how they would react with the camera on them. Cooper, I, I don't remember exactly what we talked about, but it, but if you do, I, I would love for you to enlighten us.
2: I'm, I'm pretty sure you you gave me, and it, and it was a made-up story, <laughs> uh, I, but and I followed some bad Instagram accounts and you, you're... <laughs> Uh, uh, why why was I following those accounts
0: (laughs) sounds like me Um, well you know what I'll take credit Cooper and we kind of said this off air but I'll say it again just so people can hear it you're you're knocking this out of the park and I say that you've had some good training both as a quarterback and as (laughs) as an interviewee thanks to Coach Harper and Alex Anderson Uh,
2: (laughs) yes sir
0: (laughs) that's awesome man well Coop uh, last thing I got for you it's the Kind of flip the script uh, for our guest. Do you have any questions for us?
2: No, sir. Not really. Not off the top of my head. I'm just very grateful to be with y'all tonight.
0: Well, we were grateful to to have you on. Uh, one of the best. If uh, if you out there haven't seen a Loyola game or, or don't know a lot about Cooper Tafada, you should you should. We've got a preview story that we talked a lot with him he's our player of the week this week we talked a lot about his goals and and dreams after high school and it's some really special stuff uh a kid that we love to spotlight and um we wish you the best of luck uh not only at the end of the year here for the flyers but um over in aggie land there cooper
2: thank you so much coach harper good luck this week
1: thanks brother you too man
0: cooper DeFatta, the loyola do it all star and our griffins player of the week love having him on. Coach, um, we got a lot to talk about uh, in the realm of high school football this week. A ton of stuff going on, um, but we got to start with something from last week. Uh, 78-71, Benton over Houghton. What in the world has Coach Moore figured out with this Tiger offense? They're unstoppable.
1: Well, um, they, they have spent the entire offseason trying to figure out how they can put uh, teams in conflict. Uh, offensively and uh, and they're going fast and and they've got things that they can execute. And, uh, you know, as a, as offensive minded coach, the things that, that uh, that you're trying to do is you're trying to do things that make make it difficult for a defense, but also things that you can execute, and you can do it repeatedly, and you can go fast, and that's the one thing that they're mastering right now. Um, it also helps that you have Gray Walter spinning it, you have Pierce Russell in the slot, um, you know uh, Reynolds has got you know uh, Greg Manning in the backfield, so uh, they they've got it they've got it going, and um, and they've been scoring points like this all year and they were doing it in seven on seven this summer and so uh i don't look for it to stop i mean they've got jeffrey king that plays receiver and also come in and play qb and pick up where where gray you know you know leaves off and so they're they're uh, they're hot right now and uh and they, they i expect that they just keep this thing rolling for sure
0: yeah and you mentioned gray pierce russell two kids that we've talked about a lot and we've talked to gray a couple times in in our segments here um, kids that don't necessarily maybe have the offers that, that you would expect uh, based on the um, production that they've have. How important is what they've been doing this year? Uh, how important is that going toward perhaps some of these local colleges or maybe even colleges beyond, giving them a look and extending those offers?
1: Yeah, I don't understand why colleges are, are waiting um, to offer guys like like Pierce and Gray. It makes no sense. I know that Pierce got an offer um uh, from ULM this week, and so that's exciting. And uh, you know, I, I expect that more will come now that he's got that one. Um, I do think that the offers are going to pick up for Gray because he's putting up, uh, you know, big time numbers. And so Gray's also, you know, he's 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 one of those kids. I think he sits around, you know, six three, almost six four. Um, he's got he's got a really nice stroke. He's extremely athletic. Uh, people don't realize how fast he is. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking he's you know four six four five guy. Uh, and so you're talking about a you know, about a kid that can that can run and uh, and, and is is smart, um, and so I, I fully expect that those things will pick up. Uh, colleges right now, you know, with the transfer portal and, and that that extra year with COVID, it's really it's really hurt the 22 and 23 uh, recruits. And so I think that it'll it'll pick up, but it's going to happen after the season. Um, and I and I think that you'll see uh, several kids from the from the area uh, pick up offers once the season comes to an end.
0: Well, we certainly hope for that. Um, uh, Just for the record, we went back and looked at the uh, basketball scores of Houghton and Benton last year, and they played twice. Um, The highest score in the first game, the the Tiger, uh, Benton had 54, and then they had 64 in the second game. So the football teams outscored the basketball teams in both their (laughs) matches.
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah, you don't see that often. Uh, but, hey, why not? Um, another game from last week, just quickly, before we move on to this week, because we've got a lot to talk about this week. Um, Huntington, North DeSoto, look, that battle for first place. And, again, it just looks like the Griffins are just a cut above the, the competition. I mean, at this point, they've got Northwood at the end of the year, but, man, they've got to just be loving where they're sitting right now, uh, you know, two weeks out of the postseason.
1: Oh, I think so. Um, I, I thought that game would be much closer. And uh, North Dakota handled them pretty good. Um, you know they're they're generating a lot of turnovers. I, I heard something like they've the defense has gotten you know forty something turnovers. I mean th- those numbers are just astronomically high. That's impressive. Um, and, and they're they're really tough to stop on offense and, and very good at special teams. Well coached. I mean Dennis Dunn is one of the best. Um, to ever do it in our state. So I'm not surprised by, um, you know, what he is doing and what he's building. And, and you know, he, he took a team that wasn't winning last year and, and flipped the script with personnel and changed, a, changed their scheme up and, and made, made, a, made a run there at the end of the year. And, um, I, you know, I'm not surprised by what they're doing right now. Uh, I do think that that Northwood game is going to be um, a fun one to watch, uh, you know, that's upcoming. But um, hats off to those guys. They're, they're doing a great job.
0: Yeah, uh, really, really unbelievable. And then you know, you, we talked, we talked about it with, with Hunter Bauer. Uh, Go Preps. They, he's the uh, the article you were referencing there, um, and, and you know, he pointed out that. When we get to the playoffs, all these Caddo Parish schools are going to be gone in the select side. So North Soto even better position when you're looking at their playoff outlook. And so it's a real chance of a special season for the Griffins. I know they're very excited. You, what might not surprise you that we hear from the Griffin faithful often. They're very happy about the, uh, about the team they've got there, and they should be. So um, they are in town this week. They play Bozier at one of many games. I think 14 total games in our area pushed to Thursday, except for uh, those hot Buccaneers in that bucket <laughs> weather. I will not do another dramatic reading of that tweet. I did it at 10 o'clock last night. And uh, I might do it again during the show, but uh, we'll see how I'm feeling there. Um, it, but obviously Thursday loaded with some important games, huge games that are uh, that are going to decide some district championships. I know we don't really like to pick winners here. It's just so tough to do in high school. But just uh, your thoughts. will start at the top, 1-5-A. Airline, I mean, just what a story the Vikings have been. And now... Just one win away from a district title, a title that no one expected them to win. Um, they play Parkway. It's a game moved to Thursday. What, what are we thinking? Uh, what, what sticks out about this matchup for you?
1: Uh, I mean, it's it's a it's a game where Airline can score and 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 so can Parkway. Uh, both teams um, are good on defense, and so something's got to give. Uh, you know, Airline is is. Fun to watch, and in uh, in what Justin's been able to do in just a very short time, it's is is, um, is very impressive. I, I think that the game has the potential of being close. Um, you know, Parkway is a second half football team, and so if if um, Airline jumps on them early, it'd be interesting to see how Parkway responds to that. Uh, if it's close going into the second half, you know um, that's going to be it's going to be an interesting finish because Parkway really does a good job of, of closing out ball games. So, um, you know, something's got to give there. I, I, I don't really know which way uh, I would be leaning there just because, uh, you know, Parkway's got athletes um, and they've got the ability to uh, flip the field special teams wise. And so you watch, you watch the bird um, airline game and and bird did the same thing to flip the field, you know, really good special teams and airline just walked it right down the field. Yeah. So um, it's a it's going to be an interesting matchup for sure. Bird is a tough matchup to gauge in, against anybody. What they do offensively, and uh, an airline was just able to outscore them. And so um, it's going to be a it's going to be a fun one to watch for sure.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned, excuse me, you mentioned the um, start for Parkway and how vital that is. You know, they had a slow start against Bird and they just were kind of behind the eight ball. They couldn't get back. Slow start again against Natchitoch Central last week. The uh, Chiefs got the onside kick to start the game. Uh, they drove it down. They got a fourth down stop, but then Parkway really wasn't able to make something happen. So um, it'd be interesting, you know, like you said, against, against Airline, the way they've been playing offense, you just can't really fall too far behind because they're going to score. Um, so that game is going to be a ton of fun. That's where I'll be um, on a Thursday night. So we'll have the highlights and reaction of that one. Hopefully it wraps up at a decent time so I can get that reaction because we don't have the full hour, as I mentioned, on Thursday. Um, Homer and Glenbrook, another big district title-type game. Uh, the winner winter of this game will walk away with the lead in, in that district. Obviously, Glen, Glenbrook, the state's longest winning streak right now. Homer, the defending champs. I mean, they lost to a 3A championship quality team from Arkansas. And besides that, it looks pretty much perfect. Um, you know, wow, what a what a game in 1A. We're used to this being Haynesville-Homer, and, and obviously that game's still big. Brooke, what they've done with Coach Feaster, so impressive. What do you think about this one?
1: Oh, I think it's going to be a war. Um, Coach Feaster uh, does a great, really good job, and what he's done at Glenbrook is is very impressive. Um, they're very good on defense. James Thurman's got a, a really good defensive scheme. It's tough to to deal with and so um you know and then scoggins and and, and Feaster systems are very very similar uh they coached together scoggin you know worked underneath uh coach feaster so um you know there there is a parallel there if you you see two coaches running very similar systems both of them having success um at their schools and their programs uh you know homer's just a different animal and you're talking about a state champ um you're talking about a team that's just loaded with talent. Uh, you know, that, that is going to be, um, a very, a very difficult game, uh, for Glenbrook, but it's also going to be tough for, for Homer because the things that, um, that, that Glenbrook does offensively are tough and, uh, Feaster knows his system. Uh, he knows how to set things up. He knows how to attack defenses and it's going to come down to, uh, you know, who makes the big mistake. Um, and you know, both defenses are really good. And so that, that is going to be, um, a very interesting game to see uh, how it turns out because both teams are so so good at what they do and they're very very good on defense. So uh, I I wouldn't know you know I wouldn't even know how to pick that one. Right. Uh, but if I if I had to I would probably have to lean toward Homer just because yeah. you know they're they're at the top of the food chain. They're the champs.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's going to be so interesting to watch. And it's funny that you bring up Feaster and Coach Scoggins' connection. Um, you know, when I first started getting into this business, you know, obviously Parkway, they were, you know, they were at the top of things. You had Brandon <coughs> Harris in those in company. And watching, the, calling the highlights from Airline and Glenbrook, it does feel oddly familiar sometimes when you look at some of these trick plays they're running. It's a lot of the same stuff. so. Um, a very uh, if you're a long time Friday football fever watcher, then you probably have noticed a few similarities there. And um, yeah, that game's going to be awesome. We're going to be out there, of course, uh, Thursday night. Highlight some reaction from that, I guess, tonight. If you're listening to this on the episode, and I, hey, I'm
1: pulling, I'm pulling for Coach Feaster, I, oh, yeah. I'm pulling him and Glenbrook all the way. I hope they can pull it out. I really do,
0: yeah, an incredible story. You know, you mentioned it, um, I think a couple weeks ago, you're you know, not even in the LHSAA until last year couldn't play in the postseason because of that being their first year in the association, and now they're here, longest winning streak in the state. Uh, Feaster wins, man, and he, he wins, and then he gives us great sound bites on Friday Football Fever. So <laughs> we we uh, That's that's what we know Coach Feaster for, we love yes. him for that. Um, how about another district championship, a straight-up district championship? The winner of this game is walking away with the district crown. Also in 1A, St. Mary's at Logan Sport. Th- these two teams, Battle of the Tigers, they always seem to meet here traditionally it goes logan's sports way saint mary's has been red hot lately though what are we thinking from here
1: uh, i haven't seen them play this year but i know that they've got talent uh, ethan busby's one of their uh really good football players one of their skill guys and and then the parker kid at qb is really good i heard uh, uh kevin mcgee mention i think it's like five and three in the matchup uh where logan sports um you know head in that head-to-head matchup uh he said this is kind of their big. They're big rival. Um, Logan Sports really good, and they're really good uh, in the areas where uh, you know you, you better have players because those two, those two, out, those outside wide receivers are really, really talented. So you've got two really good quarterbacks, and and then and then Logan Sports got two really good defensive ends that come off the edge that are hard to block. So um, you know, I I know that I know that St. Uh, Mary's is extremely talented and, and and makes for a really good. Uh, match up, you know, for a district championship.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it's hard to find a better trio of games on a Friday night, much less a Thursday, and here we are because of that weather. You guys, as we mentioned, playing Manny on Thursday as well, we moved that total. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games that we are going to shoot. A few more coming from affiliates, I'm going to promise you right now, we're not going to get all those games on Thursday night. We just don't have the uh, full hour, but we will show whatever we don't get um, on Friday for the full Friday football fever. So we are going to look forward to that. Um, couple programming notes, Parkway airline was our game of the week. Obviously it's not now we've switched to Jefferson Tatum. Uh, that's another district championship game over in East Texas. We're excited to see that. Daniel's going to have a preview of that Thursday afternoon. And, um, yeah, you know, Huntington Evangel, a a good game on a Friday night. And, uh, I got to tell you, I was going to be livid if Evangel elected not to play in the rain this week. Because we remember the catalyst of this new turf, it'll be the first game with the new turf, and the catalyst was that game eight nothing against Neville, where it was just oh my goodness, I mean there was mud everywhere, my car was stuck, I was man, I was going to be so mad if they pushed that game because of rain on that new turf. Let's put that there turf to the no test. No way, there's yeah. no way
1: they were going to push that thing back. No way.
0: That is that is going to be fun. I can tell you where I won't be, and that's an Evangel on a rainy night. But we'll send somebody. And I'll, <laughs> I'll uh, recommend they park on the street because uh, that was a. Uh, that was a tough scene on opening night there coach let me tell you i couldn't um, imagine yeah i was uh man I was, a lot of things run through my head that night but we made it out we made it out um i think that's all i've really got uh you know obviously we usually talk about a few more games than this but we went a little long with uh, coop for good reason and then you know these three games that we just talked about that's it i mean they we're talking about championships on the line and then i guess next week coach we're gonna start looking at playoff seating
1: yeah we are it's gonna be interesting. And uh, the way the playoff brackets break down this year with the new format is going to be really fun to uh, to look at the you know different scenarios. So uh, power ratings and all that good stuff is, is going to be fun to calculate. And thank God that Hunter Bauer takes care of that for us.
0: Who <laughs> you can. I mean, when I had Hunter on the show, I was like, can we talk for like two hours? I've got a lot more things I need. To, <laughs> I mean, a, lot of, a couple of things I need to pick your brain on. Um, he, he's great. Um uh, I did mention uh, off-air, too, some gloves. My wife will be at the game tomorrow. She'll be coming to get gloves. Um, if you're going to tune in to Friday Football Fever, uh, I will be in full costume to celebrate Halloween. We've got some, um, some friends to come join us, and we're going to... Uh it's going to be interesting. First time we've done this since I've been here, and uh, why not? You know, let's have a little fun on a Halloween, and I figured we weren't going to have a lot of games, so we needed to spice it up somehow, and that's what we're going to do. So, um, my wife will look for you pre-game, and um, we're wishing you the best of luck against those Mandy Tigers. I know it's going to be a fun night in Cashada and a dry night, most importantly, on Thursday. Um, I also have to ask: Was that? Was that? Am I hearing your dog there in the background?
1: Yeah, you're hearing it. That's awesome. Jeez. She's running her mouth, and she's outside right now, so it's driving, <laughs> she's it's like, driving me nuts. She's
0: like, it's late. What are you doing? Why are you still talking to that Alex guy? Come on, man. I'm sure, I'm sure she's got a lot of stuff that really needs to be taken care of, right?
1: Yeah, she doesn't like being outside. It's cold.
0: Yeah. Oh, poor thing, right? They're so spoiled. Coach, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's going to do it for us. We thank you as always for taking the time to uh, chat with us. And uh, again, we talked yesterday. I'd say happy birthday to your daughter, and I think you had a birthday last week. It, it, it,
1: uh, every- the seventeenth.
0: Okay, the seventeenth. Yeah, it's everyone's birthday. I'm going to mark that on my calendar so I don't forget next year. Facebook's not as good at reminding me as they should be. I, I would say we'll, <laughs> we'll put the blame on them. I'll bet. Nah, Coach, you're the best man. We appreciate your time as always, and we appreciate you folks at home listening, watching, wherever you get your podcast. You'll find us there. We'll see you Thursday night or tonight if you're listening to this on Thursday for a mini edition of Friday Football Fever and then the full uh, hour-long show. We're going full costume on Friday night. It's going to be a ton of fun. Thank you guys for checking us out. You're listening to the Three Fever Point After Podcast.